0: In 1 Timothy 3.7, one of the qualifications of spiritual leaders, the elder shepherds of the church says this, Moreover, he, this this one who leads the flock, must have a good testimony of those who are outside, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Satan is always baiting his hooks and throwing them out and trying to reel in any who will take and follow his ways of bondage. Well, number one, Satan is real. He is really the author of sin. He is really the author of suffering. He's really the author of death. He is really the author of temptation. He is really the author of bondage. And if you find someone that is bound to an addiction, to some filthy habit, to some pernicious way, Satan is on the other end of the chain because Satan is the author of those things. But secondly, Satan is dangerous. And I hope you realize this morning that he's not wearing red tights, you know, and has a little pitchfork with a pointy tail. He is the most malignant, dangerous, insidious foe that can be found in this universe. Number one, he's dangerous because Satan invades. Look at the Gospel of John, chapter 13, and look what Satan can do to unbelievers. John's Gospel, chapter 13, and verse 2. Satan can invade. It says in verse 2, and the supper being ended, the devil already having put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. You know what it says a little bit later? Satan entered him. You see, Judas was such a key figure in the betrayal of Christ that he planted this thought that Satan planted into Judas's mind that that. Judas, in his jealousy or whatever prompted him, he said, you know what, you can make some money. You can, you can betray this fella. And so Judas thought about that, and that's usually where sin starts. We just think about it, and we say, oh, that's not a good thought. But we still think about it. And we say, "No." Oh. pretty soon, we think about it so long, we start planning, and then we do it. But it was so important that Satan himself entered and invaded Judas to accomplish the betrayal. It says this in Acts 5, verse 3. But Peter said to Ananias, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the price of land? Now, with Judas, Judas was not a believer. Judas was an apostate. Judas was a fake. But Ananias was a believer. And Ananias in the early church allowed Satan to fill his heart. You see, you and I have to realize that Satan is dangerous. For unbelievers, he can enter them. He can possess them. For believers, he can fill our hearts with his malignancy. You know, we don't have any trouble uh, thinking about germs. I have a very close friend who's an anti-infectious pharmacologist. And that's a big word for the guy learns how to take chemicals and to, to destroy germs and viruses and everything else before they destroy the person. And this man has spent his life, and I've told you about him before, he, he grows tissue. He has He has... Living organs from different people that have died, and they have harvested these organs, and he keeps them all alive, and they're feeding them, and they're growing in his office, in his lab. And he goes in, you know, cut off a little of that organ, he infects it, and then he injects it, and tries to kill what he infects it with. You know, we don't have any trouble with that. We know about germs, and when people sneeze, we, you know, turn our heads and tell them, you know, cover your mouth when you sneeze and cough. And and children, you know, my mother used to always say, if you lick doorknobs, you'll get sick. Well, I haven't licked a single doorknob since then. Because I learned quick about those germs. But you know what? We have no problem with germs. But did you know there's an infection and there's a contagion and there's uh, just a, a terrible virus and it's all the demonic and satanic induced evil. And we don't guard ourselves from that. I think it's very interesting that most parents spend a lot of money sterilizing the silverware. But their children are sitting in front of an open sewer outlet in the living room And they're sitting right underneath it like this, watching it. And all of Satan's lies and all the filth and all the trash, they're just ingesting like that. And it just is permeating them. They're getting infected with spiritual wickedness. And it's not just children. Satan invades. But secondly, Satan enters... And this is what I was alluding to in John thirteen twenty seven. a little bit later in chapter 13. This is what Satan can't do to believers. It says this, John thirteen twenty seven. Now, after the piece of bread, Satan entered him, entered Judas. Satan came, and as a spirit being, he's incorporeal. That means he doesn't have a body. He is a spirit. He actually entered inside of Judas' body, and he became the active agent controlling Judas. And it says this in verse 27. And Jesus said to him, What you do, do quickly. See, there was no... I mean, Jesus, being God the Son, could see Satan. He saw him. He saw him coming. He saw the entrance that Judas had made for Satan. He saw Satan invade and enter into Judas's body. And Jesus spoke to Judas and Satan. He says, get on with it. And Satan entered him. 2 Corinthians 4.4 tells us a third element about the danger of Satan. The one who can invade and enter also can blind. Whose minds, the God of this age that Satan has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Satan has put blinders over the eyes of our world. And Satan cannot be everywhere. He's not omnipresent. Satan is not all-powerful. He's not omniscient. In fact, you this morning know far more than he does because he can't understand this book. And that's why he wants to keep you from it. And the more you understand this book, the more you see that he is disarmed and he is defeated. But he so fears the word of God that he spends his time finding ways for people to have their minds blinded so that they can't believe, so that the light of Christ cannot shine on them, so they can't see Christ as the image of God. Satan blinds. And that's why debating is not always profitable. You know, A lot of people, they, they write these lurid and wicked accusations against Christ. Satan has blinded their heart. The only thing we can do is to pray that the Spirit of God will soften that heart. I cannot defeat a blinded person in my own strength i can pray that god will open their eyes ex 26:18 and turn them from darkness to light turn them from the power of satan unto god that they might receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance because satan blinds fourthly satan steals it says in mark's gospel chapter 4 and verse 15 that these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown and when they hear satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart you no, real joy I have is when I get the opportunity to share the gospel with someone, I write their name down and I pray and I pray and I pray and I pray for them. What do I pray for? That that the word that was shared with them Satan wouldn't take away? That, that it would find roots in their lives and that it would bear fruit and that they would come to Christ? Do you pray for the people that You share the gospel with? Do you pray for the people that our teams share the gospel with when they go out on evangelism explosion? Do you pray for the word of God to take root in people's hearts that Satan would be kept from stealing that away? Satan steals. Satan is dangerous. Satan also multiplies evildoers. It says in Matthew's gospel, chapter 13 and verse 25, but while men slept, the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. And went his way. In verse thirty eight and thirty nine of the same chapter says Christ was explaining this. The apostle said, We don't get it. Who goes around sowing weeds at night? Never heard of such a thing. Jesus said this in verse thirty-eight. Matthew thirteen, thirty eight. The field is the world. Good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. But the tares are the sons of the wicked one. That's Satan. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, the reapers are the angels. What does Satan do? Satan is multiplying evildoers. He's as fast as he can, sowing seeds to get as many evildoers as he can. And so you and I, our goal and our purpose in life is not to Christianize the world. We can never do that. This this world is under the control of the God, of the prince of the power of the air, the God of this world, Satan. Our goal is, by the grace of God, to see as many individuals come to Christ because we will never be able to to keep up with the sowing that Satan does of evildoers. The Lord says, many go Satan's way, few go Christ's way. My job is to work my whole life with the few. Now, I would pray that they would be many few, but there are always going to be few. Few there be that find the straight and narrow way. And you should be thankful this morning that God led you, if you by faith have come to Christ. That God led you because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to righteousness. But broad is the way. Wide is the road that leads to destruction. And that's where the many are. Did you know Jesus spent so much of his ministry talking to groups just like this and trying to convince people out of their smugness that they thought they were going to heaven? And you know, one of the biggest problems we have in Tulsa and in the United States and our world today is there are so many people that have just enough of the truth that they think they've made it. And they don't realize that it's only by simple faith in Christ personally that they can know life eternal. I hope that this morning you're not on the broad road, sitting next to a few people that are on the narrow road. I hope that you have come to embrace Jesus personally by faith for yourself. Because if you're not careful, Satan will steal away the word you even know.